Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, September 19th. Blessed are the peacemakers. Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, from the King James Version, the New Living Translation, and the Message Translation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of competing or fighting. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. This is God's Word. We call them the Beatitudes, from the Latin word meaning happy or blessed. Orthodox Jewish theologian Pinchas Lepide calls them the Nine Happinesses. Lepide's book on the Sermon on the Mount, which is what we have traditionally called the composite sermon recorded in Matthew chapters 5-7, through has resonated with me ever since a seasoned mentor in the faith introduced it to me years ago. So allow me to lean into his thoughts on the significance of being peacemakers in this sermon that is a program for societal action rather than a pipe dream of sentimental utopian escapism. Peacemaking isn't for Hallmark cards. Those peacemakers might conceivably make use of such cards, nor is peacemaking peace maintenance or peacekeeping a sustaining of an undisturbed status quo, an uneasy truce, however unjust or harmful to humans or to the cosmos it might be. No, peacemaking rather flows from the emergence, these are Lepide's words, the emergence of God's royal dominion all over creation, a dominion that has existed in the hidden depths since the beginning of the world but is capturing human hearts only little by little, mysteriously, not abruptly or forcefully. It will free the world from discord, isolation, and bondage and make it habitable for trust, harmony, and peace. This is what peacemakers do. We make the world habitable. Not just on a grand or ideal scale, but within the layered relational and social context existing between a master named Philemon and his estranged former slave named Onesimus. Contrarywise, being a peacemaker is not just about helping others to iron out personal differences in this or that relational fender bender. It's about making the entire road of humanity more habitable for everyone Here's Lapide again. There's no postponing to the next world, no shrinking to the interior spiritual life here, because for Jesus, like the prophets before him, it is the whole that matters. He is really speaking of the poor who will experience the realm of heaven. True peace will come between individuals, classes, and peoples. Force will really yield to love because all will learn in their hearts what best serves their own and others' welfare. This is the mustard seed of hope 
in a curable world that Jesus here sows in the mother soil of biblical promises. Between the lived present and the awaited future, there is a fertile borderland where the Beatitudes are set as an earnest for a redemption worthy of belief and as an incentive for a vigorous yearning for a salvation that does not simply fall from heaven. In human affairs, there is first of all a contract or commitment, then performance, and finally payment. With God, it's exactly the other way around. The gift comes first, then the commitment or obligation it inspires, and then with unparalleled patience, God waits for human performance. And so, okay, that's the end of quote with Lapide. And so, as this letter to Philemon is read, the community holds its collective breath, along with Onesimus, as he awaited its outcome. A gift has been delivered, Paul trusting that a resulting commitment and obligation will be inspired within Philemon on a radical level of which he could not have conceived as the first lines of the letter were read. As pleading apostle and estranged and vulnerable former slave, wait, along with God and the listening community, they wait for the human performance of the offended master who, right now, holds all the cards. A performance personal in its immediate implications and cosmic in its ultimate rippling impact. Mark that down, will you? What you think of as a personal spat, an inconsequential in the overall scheme of things tiff, in which you can indulge your pettiness and nurse your grievances, is ultimately cosmic in its impact through ripples you will never see, just like forgiveness is. Yeah, we never see it, at least in the moment. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how would you define the difference between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker? When have you had the job of keeping the peace? When have you had the challenge of making peace by making the world more habitable for trust, harmony, and peace by helping two alienated parties to re-engage with each other. What happened? Lord, put me in the room, this time with Paul, the would-be peacemaker. Put me in that room far away as he awaits the outcome. And as I sit with him there, wearing that same confining chain, teach me how to trust you with all outcomes, as he had learned to trust. Teach me how to be bold as a peacemaker, as he had learned to be bold. And teach me the difference between unholy and unhealthy meddling and timely and healing peacemaking. Shape me into the little big man who can bear the weight of our human chasms, as I too become a divine agent who tears down walls rather than building them your mercies.